Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. the third week of Advent where joy is our focus. As devoted listeners to Holy Shenanigans, I'm gifting you an opportunity to write and submit a poem based on the four themes of Advent, hope, peace, joy, and love. The deadline for your submission to be considered for this premiere Christmas episode is December 20th. For more info on how to share some Holy Shenanigans of your very own, keep listening for directions at the end of this episode. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. These are stories to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down, all in the name of love. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. I invite you to join me on the unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Today's episode is called A Bad Job, An iPod, and Joy. In last week's gospel from the book of Mark, we were introduced to this camel skin wearing, bug and honey consuming, and baptizing fellow named John the Baptist. In this week's gospel, we're here for another perspective on John the Baptist, written in chapter one of the gospel according to John. An important footnote in regard to these books called gospels these are four different books in the Bible Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and they're all dedicated to telling the story of Jesus' life. Like I said, there are four books, and they have one thing in common, Jesus. But their content and perspectives are varied. Think of them as four different people talking about the same event. No one person's perspective is exactly the same as another's, even though they're at the same exact event. Each person, and in this case, the writer, has a particular style and perspective. Each book's story is true, but the details may vary. It is a good thing to have different perspectives on the Jesus story. 
Different approaches help us human beings see a different side or detail. The different accounts of Jesus' story expands our perspective and our joy in waiting for Christmas. More content equals more insight. More insight equals more joy in learning more about who Jesus is, was, and how all four gospel stories, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell about a God that loves people so much that this God came to be with people in the form of a person. In the Gospel of John's story about John the Baptist, we hear the author's emphasis upon light. The author of John approaches the Jesus story in a poetic way. The style is more wordy, and darkness and light are a metaphor to draw attention to the character contrasts, i.e., John came as a witness to testify to the light. He himself was not the light. In John's account of the Jesus story, Jesus is the light. This man born in the Middle East within the Jewish culture is the light. John's use of darkness and light is a creative and storytelling technique and tool. It's important for me to emphasize this point because scripture has been misused to support anti-gospel, racist, or white supremacist ideas. In the gospel, according to John, the metaphors of light and darkness are used, but these metaphors are not made to be a reference to culture or color of someone's skin. In this story, Jesus, and remember brown-skinned Jewish person, is the light and the main character of the story. So when you notice darkness or light in this gospel, remember how it positively and joyously places Jesus in the role as light of the world. In this story, Jesus is the center of the universe. So I share all this context to get to the part of the story where John the Baptist is in a position with the religious leaders of the day. They mistake him to be the light. But John says to them, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. John the Baptist is not the light, but is called to witness, testify, and proclaim that Jesus is the light. John's in the middle of an intense inquiry. There's so much at risk. He has the opportunity to take on the role of being the light. What an opportunity. But instead of grabbing the spotlight, John dramatically shouts about who he is and what his real role is to make the way straight for Jesus. There is no hesitation. There is no pause. John knows who he is and who he's not. John is not sad or jealous of Jesus' role. John uses his dynamic gifts to make the path clear for Jesus. John is joyful in his work, in hard and daunting work. Just like light is a character in this story, I think joy takes on an important character, too. I like to think of joy this way, because like light or hope or peace, joy shows up in circumstances that we least expect. Joy for John was claiming who he was and wasn't in a group that had the power to do him much harm. But he shouts out, I'm a voice crying out in the wilderness. In this audience with the most educated and privileged people of John's life, he calls their world a wilderness and shouts out a joyous message 
that he was just making room. John makes room for a very different and much needed kingdom, or as I now say, kingdom. A kingdom to bring all people hope, peace, joy, and love. Enter the light of the world. Thanks, John, for clearing a path for this new and needed kingdom. The third week of Advent brings us to a focus on joy, and it might seem at first out of sync or situationally inappropriate for this difficult year that we know as 2020 to be emphasizing joy. With record-breaking numbers of cases and deaths due to COVID-19, with social, political, and cultural conflicts, with record unemployment and natural disasters, How dare I even speak of something as celebratory and rowdy as joy? But like it or not, joy is the focus of the third week of Advent. And joy, even in stressful and grieved circumstances, needs some space to live. And so even in this time, joy breaks into our world in ways we least expect. Which brings me to this week's Holy Shenanigans story, A Bad Job, an iPod, and joy. One Advent season over 13 years ago, I was working in a job that was less than joyous. Since the beginning of that year, I'd had a hunch that my time in this job was coming to an end. The problem was that there had been no clear path to a new job, and I was stuck in a situation and a place that felt, well, joyless. And so in what I'd call a toxic work environment, I was stuck. There was no definitive path ahead except the path of working 50 to 60 hours a week with a boss that was ever and always never satisfied and demanding more. There was no chance for upward mobility and much of the work that season involved me physically hauling donations from their check-in point down a long beige hallway and into the large sorting room. While there was a far-off twinkle of a new vocational opportunity in the new year to come, but this day-to-day sadness was wearing on me, I had to find a way to make my joyless work experience better, or at least a little bit better. So I made do with what I had, or what I could borrow, and that was my son's iPod shuffle, I created playlists of a mix of songs from sad to hopeful that I wryly titled Never Say Goodbye when all I dreamt of was saying goodbye to that terrible workplace. Up and down the hallway I walked hours a day hauling items from one room to another, day in, day out, but singing along to the playlist that included Bob Marley singing Every Little Thing's Gonna Be Alright. And something amazing started to happen. Joy, in her way of breaking into the bad, broke into my sad heart and tired body in each one of those songs. And with each step up and down that beige, boring hallway, the song list and the hallway hauling time gave me some needed safe space to process my feelings and cut down the atmosphere of negativity that I'd become so accustomed to Joy broke into a situation in the space that was provided in a song list on a borrowed iPod shuffle in that long beige hallway. Joy showed up 
Joy made her way. Joy made a path for me to process what was so that I could prepare for the future changes that were yet to come. Side note, after a year of waiting for an exit from this job, an opportunity I'd been praying about was finally offered to me. I just had to make it through Advent into Christmas and New Year's, where the new job was waiting. In the new year to come was the new job and the exit that I had been waiting for for a whole year. This week, as I was thinking about Joy's stories to share, a previous coworker from that terrible job sent me a photo and it made me laugh out loud. It was a photo of a mix CD. It wasn't just any mix CD. It was a mix of the songs that I'd created for walking up and down that beige hallway to help me find a little bit of joy. As I was getting ready to leave that job and start a new one, I took the song list that had given me joy and made copies of it to give to my coworkers as a Christmas gift. A song list for my iPod shuffle became a song list for a Christmas gift that I hoped would give my coworkers joy in the days to come. Time and time again, the holy shenanigans of the Holy Spirit showed up in that joy-filled song list, showed up in the hours of beige hall walking with a borrowed iPod, showed up in the culmination of a new and meaningful job to go to, and showed up again 13 years later in a thank you message from my coworker at the job from Hades. I call holy shenanigans. Joy showed up for me in that beige hallway, and I hope and pray in this week of Advent 3, this week of joy, in terrible and beautiful days, for bad job breakouts, for wilderness accompaniment, and a clear path for you to fully, completely experience joy. Question for this week. I've experienced the joy of God breaking into my life through the humblest of ways. Remember that borrowed iPod? Listening to that song list while stuck in a job that, well, was bad. It may seem too small or circumstantial, but I believe that Jesus, the light of the world, used that borrowed iPod to bring me joy in terrible circumstances. I know that there are worse circumstances in the world, but in that time, I was desperate for some good and joyful news. I don't know your circumstances, and I don't know your life, but in this third week of Advent, I don't so much have a question for you to ponder, but a hope, a blessing that somehow, some way, the joy of God enters the most difficult room or audience of your life and makes your walks up and down those beige hallways a little bit better. Joy to you in all those beige hallways with no exit in sight. I pray for new roads of hope, peace, and joy to break into your days. In the meantime, I made a song list for you. It's an exact replica of the CD song list from 2008 that gave me joy. So go to Spotify and look up this playlist, Never Say Goodbye, 2008. A poem for Advent. Just outrageous you, joy. Just outrageous you. Joy is no wallflower. 
She, yes, she, is bold, sassy, and somewhat fearsome. Joy bursts into the room and won't stop grooving till everyone is on the dance floor. Her name is short, but her actions are memorable, causing laughter to tears in only the best way. Joy is unstoppable. You can't ignore her and you must respect her. She is just. She is outrageous. She has one candle for each letter of her name, J-O-Y. Joy will break through all barriers and bring her colorful wonder to you and you and you and you. Y-O-U. Just outrageous you. Joy. My name is Tara, and this is Holy Shenanigans. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Unpredictable Spiritual Adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. May joy in all her glory break into your life and get everyone up on the dance floor. You have until December 20th to submit an Advent poem for the Christmas edition of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. Submit your poem to holy shenanigans podcast at gmail.com here's to hope peace and joy until next week all the best especially joy j-o-y joy joy